All right, hi everybody. What's going on? This is the pussy, <laughs> the pussy, the pussy liquor podcast extremer. How's it going, bitches? Uh, <laughs> All right, no, so, so this podcast that you're about to hear is not entirely regular. It is a little different. Um, we're we're doing an assignment right now for school. Obviously, we're yeah. not going to turn that first part in, but <laughs> you'll be hearing it. When you listen to it, but we're going to cut it out when we turn this in. And um, we're about to do a movie presentation podcast that has to do with us conversating about movies. And I don't know if I've ever said anything about this, but I don't like movies. Yeah, but this well. movie this movie you did like, though. I did like this movie, but like I'm not a movie movie person entirely. Like, I don't I don't know. You know how that works. Yeah, it, it took it took a lot from you and Tom to pull me into a movie theater a lot. Yeah, but. I, almost every movie we saw you liked. Almost every movie. Except The Big Short. I have to go back and watch that one because I don't think I understood it all that well. I watched it again, and it was... It, I, I understand it. It's just... I don't know. Yeah. No, I, it was hard to follow a little bit, but it was a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, I'm going to be talking about the new movie, A Quiet Place, while Zach is going to bring up his... Pulp Fiction. Terrible movie. <laughs> Um, All right, so should we do the real intro now? Yeah, okay. so... So from this point on, we're going to be cutting into our our school-appropriate... Perfect whatever. students. If I swear, though, I mean, should we just leave it in for her? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I that's, mean, like, I'm, I'm going to try to stay away from the pussy farts <laughs> and the shit fucks <laughs> and, and 9-11. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to keep it clean, and uh, hopefully it'll be fine. All right, so, so here, just yeah, here, stop it. Here's we'll it it. here's the Angel Podcast. Hello, everybody. This is the Zach and Tyler Podcast, where we talk about Zach and Tyler's opinions on Zach and Tyler's movies. What's going on? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> All right, that was take one. <laughs> We're gonna restart that. All right. Hi, everybody. This is Zach Dorr from the Zach and Tyler podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You can't laugh. (laughs) Take three. Hi, everybody. This is Zach Dorr from the Zach and Tyler podcast where we talk about Zach and Tyler's favorite movies. Today, Zach and Tyler are going to talk to you about some movies that we like. (laughs) Or not. (laughs) So, uh, Zach, we're going to start with you. Yeah, because you are you're more of a movie person than I am. I am the movie man. Okay. Uh, well, why don't you why don't you start by telling us what your what well your movie my movie the, that okay. I'm doing my movie podcast presentation on is Pulp Fiction by Quentin Tarantino, an acclaimed writer and director of our modern age. Well, I, I've never heard of him before. Oh um, well, can you uh, tell me more about him? Well, Quentin Tarantino. Is an accomplished director and writer <laughs> He's made almost um, 10 movies. He's, he's got eight under his name of being written and directed. His And one of his most famous is Pulp Fiction. Would you like to ask me some questions about Pulp Fiction? Can you uh, recount what happens in the entirety of the movie? Well, it's kind of a hard story to explain, but there's about there's three stories that happen. One of them is about two hitmen. Uh, one of them is about a boxer, and another one is about what is it about? 
Oh, no. Uh, I thought this was your favorite movie. It is my favorite movie. Don't forget. <laughs> no, no, it's a boxer, two hitmen. And then... um. You already said those two. The body situation. Okay. <laughs> where, where Quentin Tarantino on record says, does it say dead <laughs> storage? <laughs> what? Take four. Hello, guys. This is the Tyler and Zach podcast where we talk about Zach and Tyler's favorite movies. Today, we're going to talk about some of our very favorite movies. Tyler? My movie that I will be presenting today is the new movie called A Quiet Place. Uh, Zach, you want to introduce yours? Yeah, mine is Pulp Fiction. Would you like to ask me some questions about Pulp Fiction, Tyler, on the Zach and Tyler Tower podcast? Yeah, I, I have a whole list of questions that I came up entirely by myself. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so Groovy, man. Yeah, can you please tell me about, from beginning to end, detail for detail, what this movie's about? I'm not going to do that, but I'll give you a hint. <laughs> I'll give you I'll give you a little spice of the movie. There's three stories that happen. There's one about two hitmen, hitmen. There's another about where one of the hitmen takes their boss's wife out to eat and the situation that occurs from that. And then a boxer that basically throws a fight that well, he doesn't throw it. He was supposed to throw it, but then he doesn't, so then stuff happens. Okay. Okay. So, why why is this your favorite film? My favorite film because um, I'm a really big fan of really like unique writing. Uh, I'm a big Quentin Tarantino fan. I like a lot of his movies. Um, this is one of the first movies that I saw when I was a kid. This and Reservoir Dogs were kind of like one of the first things I saw where I was like, "Oh, all right, that's this is a movie." Like you know, because it went from Nemo and Jurassic Park to like a gimp. <laughs> and if you've seen Pulp Fiction, you know what I'm talking about. Like it's just. It's just a really strange movie, but it's really cool. This and might come as a surprise to you, but I've never seen Pulp Fiction. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't know that, Tyra. I didn't know that at all. Uh, Thank so you for telling me that, though. We'll have to watch it someday. I'll think about it. So <laughs> uh, so you're saying the writing and the Quentin Tarantino, he was the director, right? Writer and director. And there was another writer, um, Roger Avery, but Quentin Tarantino... Wrote most of it. So he, he's his writing is what made the biggest impression on you. Oh, yeah. Okay. Totally. So why why don't you tell me what genre this movie would be considered? Um, this movie is considered a crime genre. I would also consider it a thriller. Um, other, category, or other movies in that category would be Goodfellas, The Godfather, Departed, um, Heat, that kind of stuff. Um yeah, no, it's, it's definitely a crime movie, though. It's it, Literally, all three stories surround, you know, crime-based themes, like, has, like I said. Has uh, Quentin Tarantino done any other movies like this one? He's, has he done any other movies? Well, Reservoir Dogs... Well, I know he's, he's done other movies, but I, I'm saying, like, is there any relation his, between his directing style, between Pulp Fiction and other movies that he's done? Well, his, his style is pretty prevalent. I think Pulp Fiction is really where his style kind of came from. Because if you watch Reservoir Dogs, it is kind of like a straightforward, like, this is my first movie. Because it's like one, there's like maybe three or four different sets total. It's really like a low cast. This movie, there's a lot of places and a lot of stuff. And it's just the timing and all the stuff that he does um, that's very different and the language that is used, which I will not use on this podcast. But I'm just saying it's very prevalent 
in this movie, and I think it definitely transfers over to all of his other films. Okay. So what about the producers? The producers. Can you um, tell me a little bit the about The main them? producer of this movie, which is actually a good friend of Quentin Tarantino, is um, Lawrence Bender. And there are two others. There's Michael Schamberg and Stacey Schur. But Lawrence Bender is actually known to work with Quentin Tarantino on a lot of different stuff. He's done other stuff that he's done, like uh, Inglorious Bastards. He's also done other movies, such as Kill Bill 2 and Kill Bill 1, more of his movies. Um, he did Jackie Brown as well. Um, he did. Uh, he also did Reservoir Dogs. He, he, so he did his first movie, too. So he, he's done a lot of his stuff. He's also done other movies, like Countdown to Zero, Safe, which came out in 2012, um, Knock Around Guys. He, he's done a bunch of different stuff. But for mainly, though, he's known for working with Quentin Tarantino because he was, he was kind of like this independent producer, and he was kind of the main reason why Quentin Tarantino even got his uh, spotlight because he was, he was the only producer that was willing to let him have the freedom he wanted. Because it's hard to be a writer and then go direct something because then a lot of people just want to take what a writer wrote and direct it themselves because it's like they'd rather just give to someone who already knows how to do it Mm -hmm. opposed to just having this guy who's never done any of that before do it. In Reservoir Dogs, Quentin Tarantino was actually supposed to play one of the main characters, but then they met another producer um, who ends up playing that actor, basically, or that character. But yeah, so Lawrence Bender is the main producer of this film. Well, okay, on the topic of of who stars in the film can you just talk a little bit about who the main uh characters in this film is there an obvious well star? like i said there, there there's a bunch of different stories that go on but um the main cast is definitely john travolta samuel jackson bruce willis uma thurman um those are the main people uh john travolta and samuel jackson are the two hitmen uh john travolta is the one hitman that ends up taking uma thurman's character the boss's wife on a date um I forget who plays the boss's the boss, but yeah, he's he's a known actor. And then Bruce Willis plays the boxer. And I think this is like the only movie where I think like like Bruce Willis has always been pretty buff. This movie he's pretty buff. Like he like he got jacked. I I think. He's like, old now, right? He's yeah, he's still jacked though. Mm-hmm. He's like uh Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg is really old too. He's he wakes up at four thirty and, and exercises. That's, that's that's crazy. That's a lot. But yeah, so that, that's the main cast of this movie. Like I said, they, they kind of flow through um, uh, three different stories, and uh, they all somehow intertwine with each other. And they're not in order. That's like what was the big thing about this movie, is that the beginning is also the end of the movie, and the stuff that happens in between is like mixed. So it, it, it's very interesting. But yeah, the cast is really good in this movie. And uh, John Travolta... And Samuel L. Jackson were actually like at the end of their careers at this point. They were weren't getting any work, and this movie bumped up their careers again. I mean, if this movie didn't happen, we probably wouldn't even know Samuel L. Jackson today. Yeah, that's kind of crazy to think about because yeah. they've been doing things for even longer now. Oh yeah, totally. So uh, when this movie came out, how how was it recepted in the box office? And well, it was received. It was received very very well. It it got a lot of money. Um, domestic, it made one hundred and seven, um, about about one hundred and eight million, and then um, including foreign, it made one hundred and six million. Worldwide, two two hundred and thirteen, almost two hundred fourteen million dollars. Um, now I did mention a gimp. There is a scene in this movie where there is, uh, I don't know if I should even go into that, but it's a, it's a very disturbing scene. 
And at that time in the 90s, you had kind of the late 80s and the early 90s was basically like all comedies and like romance movies. And it was kind of flooding the market. And this movie coming out and having this very messed up and really suggestive scene um, kind of put some critics over the edge and a lot of audiences were not cool with it. There's also another scene where a needle is used to inject into somebody and people faded in the movie theaters and threw up. So there's certain things about this movie that did make people a little angry. There's also a lot of swearing and all that stuff. There's always those problems in it. But for the most part, it was received very well. I mean, uh, you know, two of the biggest critics were Roger Ebert and um, uh, something Siskel. There used to be a show that, that they were like the two top critics okay. but they love this movie they thought it was phenomenal yeah and you know this movie is i know you've never seen it i know you're probably never gonna but um this movie is definitely made an impact on critics at that time and people and it was very special okay so uh how has this movie made an impact on your life overall it's definitely made an impact on my writing. Um, I know you know that I, you know, I'm a writer, and me and you tried our best intentions to get a movie made ourselves, but it just did not work out. But, um, you know, this, this definitely influenced my writing um, with the language that I use in them and the story elements and all that stuff. It's definitely made a huge impact on that and the movies that I'm interested in today. Okay. So why don't you just tell us how... Besides the impact on you, has it impacted culture in any way? It's definitely influenced a bunch of directors because it seems like whenever he makes a movie, there's always like an outcry of or an uh, an overload of like movies following it, basically. Mm -hmm. Because at this time too, Goodfellas and Casino also came out. So this and those two movies basically boosted the mafia and crime genre. So it definitely blew that up in our culture. Um, and on top of that, just I I think the more clever writing has has come from that too, and having more dialogue. Because when Quentin Tarantino wrote this kind of stuff, a lot of people were like, "Well, what the hell? Am yep. I going to see a movie or a play?" You know, because mm-hmm. like they they never really associated these big dialogue bits in movies like this, and uh, I I think that's definitely influenced a lot of writers today to to focus more on the dialogue aspect, and I think they've realized that. You can have a really boring story, but just as long as you have really good characters, people will be captivated. Because as long as they have somebody to connect with. Mm-hmm. I mean, all these people in this movie are pretty horrible people, but for some reason you have a connection with all of them. I mean, one of the characters kills another character, like I said, and you, you feel bad, but you're like, I get why he did it. So, like, it's a weird thing. But I, I just think that this movie definitely impacted the writers and uh, just in general. So it's impact. It's definitely impacted Hollywood. Oh, definitely. Without a doubt. So you would say for yourself and other people going into writing cinema. Yeah. You would say that this movie is like number one to base off of. Definitely. one Around number one. Definitely one of the top ones. Yes. So in your top three, this is number one. Yeah, and I, I would say this is definitely. Um, I would I would honestly say Glorious Bastards might top this because that is probably my favorite movie. But this movie is definitely the most influential out of okay. all of them. All right, well, that's good. All right, thank you very much. All right, Tyler, now let's turn things on to you. What's your movie, and how has it made a big impression on you? 
All right, so the movie that I decided to do this presentation on is uh, a new movie, a very brand new movie called The Quiet Place. It came out this year. Um, it was directed by a very well-known, more well-known actor than a director, uh, John Krasinski. You may know him from The Office. As, he's a writer as well, right? Well, yeah, he's a, he's a writer, too. He's got credits in a, in a few different things as a writer and a couple different movies as a director. Um, but John Krasinski directed and starred in this movie called The Quiet Place. It's a brand new thriller that um, came out this month in April. And it's kind of about this family who it's almost like an apocalyptic type of setting where this family is trying to survive by savaging what they can because basically their lives have been dense down to a quiet like a quiet place because um, there are these alien type of creatures that have taken over Earth and they're very sensitive to noise. So if they make sound in any way, voices, um, loud noises of any type, uh, these creatures will come in and they will basically want to kill you. And so this family has to learn how to live based on being quiet and the, the silver lining in in the movie for their family is that their daughter is already deaf so they already all know how to is speak. Is spoiler? Mm, not really but I feel like it almost d d d not really. I don't, I don't think it's that much of a spoiler. I, th I think it has to do with the explanation of the movie because they're, they have a child who is already deaf and so she has to basically um she doesn't really understand what's going on around her because sometimes she doesn't get the, the thrill that's actually going on around her. But um, this family already knows how to speak sign language because of her. And so they kind of have already an upper hand. Um, they don't really have to learn this. Uh, this is something they're already accustomed to. So they can kind of communicate based on their sign language background. And so um, that's kind of what this movie transpires around. And how has it influenced you? Um... I can't really say it's or made an impression me. on you. It made an impression on me because, well, first of all, if you know me, you know I'm not too huge on movies. I'll watch them if I'm interested, but like I, I don't know mainstream movies like that. But the thing that made an impression on me was movies like this where it's based on quiet and it's a thriller. So obviously directors and producers and writers, they, they add these tense moments, but usually there will be some type of music some type of tone of music that'll tell you okay this is this is very suspenseful uh you should probably be foreshadowing something to pop out at you but what this movie does is it, it does use music but it also uses the element of no music at all and it yeah. uses just natural what silence do you, natural science basically yeah silence silence i said science <laughs> natural silence and so um that makes it even more suspenseful and that goes on throughout the entire movie this the silence and this this like cuz you have to watch the characters faces to kind of yeah. get what's going on and you kind of you kind of get that they do a really good job of just showing rather than through music and tone of the music through their faces yeah. and it's I really good acting I, I forgot if it was a musician or a director who said it but someone said Sometimes silence is the loudest sound. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think that would definitely 
Would, would that be a good description for that this movie? That would be a good description. For, like, the tone? Oh, yeah. Like I said, they do use music in some points of the movie, but it a lot of it is based on the actual noise of silence. Yeah. Okay. Um... Can you explain to me what genre it is and two other films that would be within that? Well, this the genre of this would be a horror thriller. I mean, it is definitely a horror because it, it made me jump. I, I'll admit that. It did make me jump a lot. <laughs> and uh, the thriller comes in the suspense. So yeah. um, I, I think genre, the genre of horror thriller would definitely be best fit for this movie. Um, you can kind of... There's not a lot of movies like it. Um, I was reading a list the other day of comparative movies. Like it was like if you like this movie, then you should watch these movies. Uh, one movie that I saw was called um, Hush. Uh, like I said, I, I've never, I've never really seen these movies, but I know um, Hush is about this woman basically who goes out. She's a writer and she goes out to live in the woods for basically solitary. Um, and to get away and she's deaf but she encounters in this this movie a a killer basically who who kills her friend in the movie but then moves on to her and you know she has to fight off this this mass killer in silence basically because she's obviously deaf yeah um, so that is one related movie another related movie that I saw was something called uh, death note death note is a movie where this person runs across this notebook and basically every time you put a name into the notebook that person dies okay. now there's poison what Psst, nothing <laughs> anyways so the the core there's there's little correlation between the movies there's more correlation between the genre because like i said there's nothing really about a quiet place that relates to many other movies that have been made. It's kind of like a new one of a kind movie at this point uh, in our society, but those those that would kind of relate to the genre and movies like it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the director is John Krasinski. Uh, what other films has he done? Uh, other films that he's done himself are uh, there's a comedy called The Hollers. Uh, there's He's also been in The Office, like I said. He hasn't yeah. directed too many things, but and there's really no correlation between his what he's directed in his past between the other movie and his time in The Office because yeah. those were both comedies. And everything that he's really been a part of as a director have been comedies. Yeah. He's and done he's really know, done nothing like this yeah, before. Yeah. He he actually mentioned though in a I think it was for GQ, he mentioned that he didn't even look at this movie when he was directing it as a scary movie. He looked at it as a movie about family. Yeah, that's that's a big thing to him and it might surprise a lot of people, but the biggest thing to him about this movie was he wanted to base it off of a family coming together and trying to survive and trying to make this almost as normal as they can possibly have it because in the movie they have they have two kids and I don't I don't know I'm not, I'm going to keep one part of it out but they have two present kids and basically yeah. they want to keep this um life that they're living in silence in this dangerous world as normal as possible for these kids who are growing up in this world because yeah. uh, obviously one of them already has to live um, with the disability being deaf and the other 
has to is kind of like the second man of the house. There's a part in the movie where the kid has to go out with John Krasinski's character and kind of learn just in case anything happens to John Krasinski's character where he has to step up and kind of learn these things as the next man of the house. Yeah. All right. And um, who are the producers of this movie and whatever works have they done? Um, well, Michael Bay is a pretty big yeah, known... Yeah, I'm actually looking at the box office mojo. I didn't know that. Yeah, Michael Bay is a pretty big producer of this movie, and he's also a very well-known producer. He's done yes. other movies like Armageddon, Transformers, stuff like that. Pearl Harbor. Yeah, so these are all. These can all be kind of categorized as thrillers. Maybe not so much horrors, but thrillers for sure. Yeah. Um, another one is Andrew Form. He's done Project Almanac, which was... a it, it it was kind of it was a thriller it was a light thriller but it was it was an enjoying thriller um and also the purge which was definitely along the lines of the same genre of yeah, horror thriller definitely, so yeah. those are those are the two bigger producers there's other executive producers but there's a long line of them those are the two yeah. main ones all right and um do you know who wrote this film and what other films they have written is there any links between you know this project and those other writers films um the writers of this film include Brian Woods, Scott Beck, John Krasinski. Like I said, John Krasinski has done other films, but they're they're not really related to the horror thriller that this that A Quiet Place is. Um, Brian Wood and Scott Beck are two of the main writers, along with John Krasinski, who wrote this movie, and they both actually worked on two previous films called Nightlight and Spread. I've never seen those movies, but no, they're they're right. both uh, writers for those movies. So those um those are two other. All right. Um, what was the obvious star anchoring the film? Um, yeah, who starred in it and who is part of the supporting cast? It's actually funny because if you go on IMDb, there's actually only six credited cast uh, members. Cast members and. All but one of them has to do with the family. Um, so there's yeah. there's John Krasinski and Emily Blunt, which uh, is his real life wife, right? Yeah, though they are they're actually married. There's also uh, the the daughter in the movie who is deaf in real life, and she plays a deaf character. Uh, her name is Millicent Simmons. the The brother is uh, Noah Jupe, and there's also a small role for another child called Cade Woodard. He, you'll see if you watch the movie why he has a small role. Um, but the only other character that's credited in this movie is an actor named Leon Russum. Um, he is listed as a man in the woods. He doesn't yeah. even have a name. <laughs> and that's another thing I should mention is... these. Don't spoil anything. I'm not going to spoil anything. And maybe you can tell me whether or not this is a spoiler. But just in case, spoiler alert. Um, in this, <laughs> you already ruined one element earlier. Whatever. Um, <laughs> in one part of, in the entirety of the movie, no names are ever mentioned. Yeah. Like you hear mother or father, yeah. but these characters have names, but they're not once said in yeah. the dialogue of the movie. Yeah, never addressed. So I didn't, I didn't know until it was pointed out to me later that. Um, I didn't know any of these characters' names. Anyways, um, what is the critical reception of the film? At this point, since it's come out at the beginning of April, uh, most of the critical reception has been positive. 
It's been... Can you give me a quote from a critic? Uh, maybe not an exact one off the top of my head, but I can try to find one for you. Uh, the New York Times said a quiet place is an old-fashioned creature feature. With a single simple hook, the creature is blind, hungry, and navigated by sound. Um, basically, words that have described this movie as brilliant, um, one-of-a-kind, yeah. gripping, uh, clever. I like that name, creature feature. Like That, that reminds me of... I've uh, never heard that before. You know, cause that's what they used to call them back in like the fifties, like the creature from the Black Lagoon and all that stuff. Yeah. That there are creature features. What's what's that one? Um, what's Which that? One? Uh, the Blob? No, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what was that one movie with the truffle shuffle? Oh, the Goonies. Yeah, I, I don't think that's a creature feature. That's no, like no, an no, adventure no. movie. Yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking. I'm thinking of a term, but I can't think. Of okay. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways, so I mean, there hasn't been. The most um, negative critics that have, have seen this have basically been the total opposite. They don't see the cleverness in this. They don't see, like, they don't understand the silence of the entirety of the movie. They don't understand certain things of the movie. Yeah. Um, they don't think the storyline flows. But, I mean, that's, you're going to kind of get that in and out of a, at a out of a single movie. Yeah. Um, I know you're probably not going to have an answer for this, because I did ask you this with the other question earlier, but did this uh, movie make an impact on you? Because I feel like it kind of did, because like, I've never seen you this interested in a movie, and I feel like if a movie like this interests you enough, I feel like this would at least impact you in the sense that like, th- this is probably the most you've ever talked about a movie. And like I, I could tell, you're not phased by it. So you know what I'm impact, talking about? Yeah, the impact that I would say this movie had on me is it, it's it just made me appreciate. Maybe it's because of my liking already for John Krasinski as a person. We're both Office fans. Yeah. Obviously. So I think maybe that had a lot to do with it. But I also think the element of when I watched him explain what this movie was about, the element of family that he talked about, also actually having his real wife play his wife in the movie. Yeah. That was another thing that I found really uh, cool. Um, but the most impact that I think this movie's had on me is is kind of the new... I've never seen... like I've, I've watched horror movies before, but this one was just different. And obviously I'm someone who enjoys different and not cheesy or yes. something that I've seen before because when it comes to movies like I, I can be very critical because I'm not a huge movie fan but this one was just it was different and then that's what I enjoyed about it if you if you had to describe like what kind of scariness it was involved like was it a creepy movie was it like like it wasn't creepy it was just it was suspensefully brilliant okay yeah because like uh, when I was watching the trailer, I was like, like maybe it's just like a really creepy movie. It's but, the um, only, I guess, the creepiest part about it is it. probably <laughs> when you actually see. Cause the you, monsters. Yeah, there, there's movies where they kind of keep the monsters away from like the full front camera for the, a long time. Yeah. Which this that's, movie, that's like the Jaws effect. Right. It's like you see it for a flash minute, but you don't see it yeah. right away. Like yeah. you don't get the entirety of it. I, I guess when you finally see the monster. It That's, gives you that suspense. It gives you that, oh, my God. Like, yeah. Like, what if that was me in front of this thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, do you think that this film is going to, I mean, I, it's a new film, but do you think at this point it's going to make a big impact on our culture? Uh, I think it'll definitely make people think about how they make, how they use sound effects and how they go about creating suspense in movies. I think this one's going to be 
kind of a stepping stone for uh, people who like to create horror in film. I, yeah, I think just the sound elements and the family elements, and because each character kind of had their own storyline at one point. Like there was times when we saw just the camera or the movie following John Krasinski's character or Emily Blunt's character or the kids' characters. Like. It wasn't always just the entire family. It, they split it up into each character, and they made each character kind of have their own like issue at one point in the movie. So yeah. um, that's that's kind of the that's kind of the big thing. You know, I, I'm not gonna lie. Like when I when I kind of read stuff about this movie, I it kind of I know me and you weren't really big fans of. Um, what was that movie where uh, people were taking the brains or they were taking the bodies of African-Americans and um, um, get out, get out. I know me and you weren't a big fan of that movie, but in, at the end of the day, I, I did watch a video about like explanations in the movie. And that was a very like thought out and good uh, written, you know, kind of thriller, kind of comedy esque kind of scary movie. And I feel like almost that has already made an impact because for a long time now, we've seen ghost movies, one after another, after another, after another, and they just make they make like four out of one story, and mm-hmm. it's just like the same crap over and over. And I think because of that movie, I feel like we're gonna see more and more smartly written, kind of horror esque movies. And I think this is definitely one. I'm not saying this was influenced from that, but I think that's gonna be a genre that's gonna be carried out within maybe like the next decade or so. I feel I like the common theme we're starting to see. I was telling the person that I saw this movie with that at the end of the movie, it's in, in the best way I can say it, it was kind of a badass ending Yeah. to the point to where I said, if they made like a half hour extended version of this movie, kind of yeah. where they like showed what happened next or yeah. like if they tried to make like a second movie out of this, kind of seeing the brighter side yeah, without giving yeah. anything away. Yeah. Um, I would totally watch that in a heartbeat because like I would want to see a second part of this movie. Like, yeah, where you, does it go now? You know, you know what you should do. You should, uh, I, whenever you have a question like that with a movie, always go online and look for a script. If it's out, because usually after the movie's release, they release a script and you can see if they've written anything past after. that point. Yeah. yeah. You should, you should always look that up. Cause there's always, especially like, Going back to Quentin Tarantino, you'll read his scripts online and go, that's not even in the movie at mm-hmm. all. Like, there's stuff that he writes that's, like, just in there to interest the producers. But yeah. it's interesting. Right. So if you ever have, like, a thing like that, you should always try to look at the script because you might see something. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyways, um, that was a Zach and Tyler, Tyler and Zach movie podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed. And, uh, yeah. Go see these movies if you want. If you don't, that. That's fine. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't matter. We don't care. Goodbye. All right. (laughs) All right, guys. So that was our shitty, shitty, shitty ass version. We're packing to the fucking mix. (laughs) 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 I did say one shit. I don't know if he's going to cut it out or not. Probably. He didn't say um, shit fucker or anything like that. So we're good. But I I don't know. That that went a lot better than I thought it was going to go. Look, I, I'm definitely. I didn't plan on going through this and cutting shit out, but I'm definitely gonna go through this just and a little cut bit, shit yeah. out I mean, because it wasn't like super bad though. We definitely went. It wasn't terrible, but just like the music presentation, I I rare I barely know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So. But like I said, this is definitely. I this is the only movie I've ever seen you like. When you told me about it, it's the only movie I think I've ever seen you excited to talk about. 
Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think it had a lot to do with John Krasinski being the main, the main. Uh, yeah, you should look squeeze. up that movie though. That that him and Meryl Streep and whoever's in it, you would like that movie. Um, the Hollers. No, I, I, I mean, no, it was not that movie. Just look, just look up John Krasinski, Steve Martin, um, Alec Baldwin. Just look look, look that up because I, I think you would really like that movie because it's kind of like a comedy. Um, it's like a family comedy, but it's 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 minorly dirty. You would like it because you you like because I know you like movies that are like just um, they don't make you think a lot. Sometimes like you just like They're the kind of regular shit. Yeah, um, and I think I think you would both like it. That's that's definitely your kind of movie. But he plays a he plays kind of a good role in there. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I don't know. It's just when you told me that the other day, I was like, oh yeah, okay, he really likes this movie because like. Do you think that? Because what I what I was gonna bring up on that fucking podcast um, was, uh, do you think this influenced you enough to be able to even write an article about a movie? Like, could you write an actual review on this? Uh, I feel like if something can influence your writing, that's definitely an impact. Yeah, there's a possibility. the The thing about it is, I've gotten myself into. Just mainly writing about sports. A genre of writing that makes it hard for me to get away from because I've come to learn when you're writing about different topics or different genres like sports, politics, movies, different things like that, there's a different style of writing for each of them. There's a different tone. There's different things you do. So it's a possibility but I'd have to shape shift my mind into how to write something like that because it's uh, I've gotten myself into such a such a sports style of writing because that's that's currently what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Um, that it would I I could I could definitely do something because I'm definitely interested in it in in that term of aspect. Yes, because I'm so interested in it, I would definitely write about yeah. it, which definitely means I had are an you, impact. Are you still doing a writing uh, website? Uh, not of my own, but I'm writing for a different website called Blasting oh, News. That's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 So um, I actually just re- did it. I do basically an article, at, like three articles a week, one every other day. So one day I research, the next day I write it up. Yeah. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday has kind of been my schedule right now. Okay. So that's I released cool. one this morning. I yeah. Get up early in the morning and i did you did you post a link on twitter uh no uh yeah actually it goes straight to my twitter okay when i publish it so yeah i'll share it then um i was gonna say that i mean um because i don't i don't remember who talked about this someone said like if you're gonna try to do a craft even if you don't like doing certain aspects of it you should always uh work on other elements just so your, your horizon is open oh yeah 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 and like I, I think I've told you about this. Like when I write, I try to write stuff that I don't normally care about, and I try to expand a little bit just so I can like dig into other stuff. When I write stuff, I usually try to research too, just so I don't fucking ending up. And then um, you know, when it comes to guitar, I don't like the shreddy shit or any of that fucking. Gar- I like blues and rock, but I still do the other shit just so I can have the ability to have that in my arsenal. Yeah. And if you can focus on more than just sports writing, one, it opens up more job opportunities, and two, it, it still gives you more time to write and actually uh, form more of a style. Yeah, well, that that's kind of the thing, too. Right now, with how my daily life is shaped, it's kind of shaped into little increments. Like, you know, I wake up at 6 in the morning, I get 
I get showered and dressed and ready. And then from there I start my work and that's basically checking my email. And then I basically split up my mornings into hour increments. You know, the first hour I'm doing writing or research for my next article. The next hour, because I'd like to continue reading books because I have so many of them, I like to spend a little bit of the of a t- time period reading, whether that's just a chapter or two chapters, whatever, whatever book I'm on, it depends. And then the next hour, trying to get back into our podcast, I kind of spend some time with that. And then by the time I'm done with that, it's time to go to our classes yeah. at 9, 9.30 in the morning. So... And then I do that, and then kind of between her going to work or me going to work, it's kind of, you know, with us trying to save for Arizona, I do Uber a lot. So I kind of do that right after school until, you know. Yeah, so you're, until I mean, you're I g- constantly doing stuff. Until yeah. I go to work. And then, you know, if, if I don't work, then, yes, I have free time to kind of pick and choose what we do. But, you <sighs> I know, I usually work three to four days a week. So We should have plugged our podcast. I mean, we still can. We should have totally plugged our podcast. We still can. We can just make a little clip, and I can move it into the. Yeah. Okay. We'll do. We'll do that at the end of this. Then. All right. So. Yeah. I, I don't know why I didn't think about that, Tam. But um, yeah. I don't know. I, I think I was telling you, but I I kind of made a background and shit for the website I want to make. Um, I am gonna probably take some photos and shit and try to make something out of it. Um, I kind of figured out. I think I told you. Uh, I made a list on Google about, like, my expenses and shit. And there's definitely a lot of stuff that I need that's overly expensive. But I think if I play my cards right, I'll probably get everything I want. I, but my whole plan I wrote out is basically have most of this stuff, or at least what is needed, by December. So by the end of the year, basically. And But I plan on starting my own website over the summer. plan on starting my own podcast over the summer. And um, I'm not really sure what I'm going to be doing on the website. I, I would like to write articles. I'm not really sure what I'm going to write about. But I think I'd like to do that just so I can get work out there. Um, I feel like I could totally talk about movies and shit like that and, yeah. and albums and all that. Because I want to do what I, what my platform of podcast. I would like to have like a normal podcast where I just talk and um, all that stuff. But I would really like – because, you know – I think I've told you this. I, I like to just listen to a whole album all the way through because to me, that's how it's intended to be listened to. It's not like we're assholes. We're like Spotify. I'm going to listen to this one and I'm going to go to this one. And then you fucking, it's like you kind of ruin the element of that. And like, I would love to do like breakdowns of all that shit. I just feel like I can talk about it and like having, cause I, I bought a MIDI thing too for this. Like I plug it into a USB. So I can plug my guitar right into my computer now. So I feel like if I can formulate my own podcast based around just music and movies and all the shit that I like, I feel like I can kind of get that down. I'm not really sure, though, what the pattern I want it to be. Because I did think of the name of your daily doorcast. I feel like that would be kind of a cool podcast name. I don't know if I want to do it <laughs> daily, though. Because like, if I did that, like I would have to listen to an album during the day and I'd write it. I'd have to formulate whatever I'm going to do on a guitar to explain shit. I'd probably have to write a little bit of a script or not, or just topics to write. So maybe every other day I'll just call it the Daily Doorcast or something, the, or uh, Weekly Doorcast. But I don't want to do a weekly. Do I would the, like to do two a week. The yeah, daily, the daily non-daily weeks. Doorcast. Yeah, the or daily something, non-daily. Something like that. Yeah. But I, I just, um, I've been thinking about a bunch of different ideas and the way I want to present all my shit. 
and I'm thinking about doing different stuff. Cause I, if I'm going to have a lot of equipment, I am planning on maybe trying to be somewhat of a minor producer because then I can get money for yeah. having the equipment I have. And so that might be a thing. But um, I don't know. I've been really thinking about all the different shit. But, oh, my God, is all this shit expensive? <laughs> 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 like, I was telling my grandmother, I'm like, I'm really planning on trying to get my money back on a lot of this shit. But it's going to take a while. Yeah. Because so. I'm, I'm 20. You're 20 now recently. You were 22 days ago. Two days ago. Well, you were 19 three days ago. Then you turned 20, and now you're still 20. Yeah, do the math. <laughs> so, anyways, um, as of when we're, whenever the fuck we're recording this podcast. But um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really – my plan that I would like is I would like to be moved out into my own place by – or even out of the state. I would like to just be gone by 25. No, I, I, yeah. I really want to just try to do whatever I'm doing and try to just be on my own by 25. So you're working a five-year plan right now. See, I, I don't see. I don't want to say five years because I don't know what will happen. Because yeah. if something happens before it, then well, fuck look, it. I, I, it's okay because I don't, I don't really believe in five-year plans anyways because I, you can only say, like, oh, I want to be here in five yeah. years. But, like, no, I mean, I'm just saying really I don't want to be where I am now in five well, yeah, years. Yeah. That's my only thing. I mean, I, I, think, I think that's that's everybody, hopefully. Yeah. I Some hope people, so. though, are like, oh, you know, I'll I just mean, wait till 40 and I'll move out. <laughs> Tom. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're talking <laughs> about your podcast, but like, I, as you're talking about it, I'm thinking of as this one that you're listening to right now, I've been thinking of a lot of ideas because even after Humna and I moved to Arizona, you know, we still, we still plan on doing things with yeah. this, and obviously we, we've talked about that, right? Or because you basically they're gonna take over the podcast. I'm still gonna be on it, but like it's I'll be, be on it every once in a while, right? Because we're not gonna we're gonna be basically cross country from each other, yeah. Unless you decide that you find a place closer to us, which <laughs> we we don't know that. But I mean, I like I said, Texas is definitely an option <laughs> for film production and all that shit, and it's huge with the music scene. Yeah. So I wouldn't mind going there, but still, like I said, I don't know what I'm going to be doing. But we, Humna's kind of figuring out with, like, setup and stuff because we're looking for a place with two bedrooms. One can be ours. The other one can be, like, an office studio setup. And then yeah. I'm kind of figuring out the logistics of what's going on with this one uh, along with her. Like, we're trying – I'm trying to brand this into, like um, – because you and I and, like, I especially and – Humna sometimes um, we'd like to kind of rip on culture like what's yeah. going on right now it's not even newsy because I don't like to be that basic news I like to talk about culture like what what in our society is going on we right like now we like to include ourselves in on matters happening now right and it's not even just talking about news and not broadcasting news it's talking about what the impact is and what what's happening with these things that are going on and so I'm I'm trying to brand this into like a culture podcast of some way where we can talk and debate and have these deep conversations about, you know, because political matters are huge more than ever between the young oh, generation yeah. and the older generation. And it's shaping us to do and say and produce things that are, you know, unseen before. So that's kind of where I'm my head's at and, and shifting this one and to... 
a, a stricter mentality, I guess. Because, yeah. You know, we're on and off with this, and we kind of bring things to the table that. Well, this is going to be our first podcast in like almost a month and a half. Exactly. So this one's a, this one's been a work in progress since it started. Yeah. So. Well, th- just saying though, this is kind of a bonus episode. It's not really a real episode. Our fiftieth, we tried doing our fiftieth episode, didn't work out, and now we're going to try to do it again at some point. Um, hopefully, some point. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> It'll right. happen though. Yeah. So we're gonna end it there for today. Uh, hope you enjoyed our our Devil Angel Tyler Zach Zach Tyler <laughs> podcast. Uh, we're gonna try to be back this this next next week. Yeah. Uh, so enjoy your lives. All right. Adios, amigos, amigas. Oh, and uh, don't forget check out the alleged podcast. We usually upload every other week. We've been slacking for a while, but we'll be back at it. See ya. On YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes, and Google Play, and social media. Yeah. <laughs>